our text. This morning comes from the uh, epistle reading in Philippians 3. Um, I want to go just right to the end, uh, some of 13 and then verse 14. It says, forgetting what lies behind and straining, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, Paul's talking a lot about uh, his experience in this thing. And, and uh, I was thinking about experience. You know, when, when you are um, about to go uh, interview for a new job or, or you're trying to get uh, entered into uh, some way of higher education, it, experience matters a lot. Um, good experience and recommendations, they, they help. Uh, in, in things like that. And of course, failures and disappointments, they have a tendency to hurt those things, uh, at least in those kind of pursuits. And I think rightly so, experience is relevant and it helps. And uh, on the other hand, you know, if it's bad experience, then people should know that too. Now, I, I, the reason I'm saying this is because, like I said, Paul's talking about that. He had lots of different experiences as he came to Jesus as, uh, as he was uh, coming before him, so to speak. But he says that he left it all behind. In, in the end, it was all worthless. Uh, and, and he needed to ex uh, understand that for himself. He was considered by just about everybody he knew, everybody you might uh, call peers, to be the guy at the top. He was the best. He was the smartest. Um, he could claim he was truly righteous uh, as far as anyone could tell. So it certainly looked like that. On the other hand, he was <laughs> found by Jesus. Jesus himself, mind you, face to face to be persecuting uh, not only Christians, but uh, Jesus said he was persecuting him. Well, when they met on the Damascus Road. So Jesus told them these things. Uh, his idea of self-worth was mistaken. It was delusional. It wasn't real at all. And as he was confronted by Christ himself, it goes beyond there because even after that specific uh, experience none of his heinous behavior was held against him either because he was, as I said, persecuting and killing Christians. And that got left behind too. So he set it all behind him, considered it all garbage, uh, and, and pursued nothing but what Christ was presenting to him. Uh, what was laid before him for free by Christ. Now, I, I know there are things in your past you'd love to stop dreaming about. So I have those two things that you feel guilty about, things that uh, keep you up at night endlessly thinking about all that stuff. I'm sure you understand what I mean. You probably also spend some time considering your 
better days, your great deeds, if there are any, and you do that too. On the other hand, as you consider uh, the future when you are going to stand in front of God as your judge, I don't know, are, are you confident about bringing your great days to stand in front of him? I think probably when the time comes, you're not going to think that much of it. Uh, and it's because, well, if you even suppose that any of that stuff was good as you thought, um, you should remind yourself that you are in fact a sinner, uh, inescapably. That corruption is yours. It's not going away. Not only in your deeds, but also in your thoughts and your words. And, you know, as we confess typically in our uh, confession of sins. But not only that, but also in your perception. So when, when you look back over all of the things that you thought were good and all of the things that you thought were horrible, there might be some mistakes in perceiving all of that. You probably overlooked something even when you thought you had reason to pat yourself on the back. And this is going to be especially obvious when Jesus comes to stand in front of you. In Paul's past, he had claimed to be blameless under the law. That's what he says. Um, eventually, <laughs> he found out uh, that that was delusional, wasn't actually so. And he knows it when that righteousness stands next to Jesus. On that road to Damascus, he found out everything that he'd been up to was completely wrong. And then in the depths of that horror, Jesus led him to something entirely different. He was raised from blind persecutor of Christ to forgiven and purified in the baptism that was offered him to become the apostle to the Gentiles. Utterly unwarranted, undeserved, and yet that's what Jesus laid in his hands. Everything else... All of his past, all the good supposed, and all of the bad hoped that would go away. In any case, uh, well, that was all garbage. He left behind all of that and strained ever forward to the eternal gifts that were due him. Not because he was so wonderful, but because they are gifts of God. Uh, that would include, he says here, his death in Christ. I don't suppose that he was in any great hurry to die, but if we die, if he dies, he would like to do that as a Christian person because that is where all the promises lie for his future. All of his resurrection in Christ lies there. All of his perfection in eternity as he rises from the dead, becomes human with his body, body mind, and soul all intact and perfected forever. That's what he looks forward to. All in Christ's gifts for him. And then he wants you to show, or rather to, uh, to know how you might stand next to him. He's got reasons for that. Uh, he had, uh, before this moment, his righteous confidence. Most of which 
would have been more than any of you might have. Uh, in, in the things that you've done in your lifetime, you may not be quite as confident as him. He thought everything was on a really good track. And you probably haven't seen that wonderfulness yourself. Uh, it, it, the other problem is uh, your delusion could not have been greater than his either. As, uh, uh, he was so far off the track. Nor could Christ say anything to you that was worse than what he, he was told. Because you haven't gone quite as far astray as him. And yet you are full of sin and corruption. Uh, your best works, the Bible says, are as filthy rags. And your sins as deep as death and twice as hopeless. That's what we are. That's the reality of us. But it is not all that we are because Christ has come. Christ died for you too, just like he did for Paul, which gave him all of his hope and left all of his evil stuff behind. Christ died for you. He gave you your inspired faith. And... Uh, what has come out of the Spirit of God living in you has caused you to believe, and you have received every benefit that Paul himself has even now, in most in promise, but some you have already. But see, look at the promises that lie ahead and forget the things behind like he did. Promise to you is the righteousness of Christ as you stand before your judge. That will be the case. You'll be holy there. Promise to you is the power of resurrection so that your mortality cannot hold you. Even after you suffer death, you will rise. Promised. Promise to you is the perfection of heaven. He says that you will have that. And so, like Paul, he suggests that you strain forward with no regard for your past at all. Everything that matters lies ahead. Everything that matters lies in Christ your Savior. Everything that matters is perfection and grace and holiness. Listening to Paul, it almost sounds like you, um, well, I mean, if you're listening to him, you, you might suppose that he was pursuing Christ and his salvation, but... The fact is he already had those things because Christ found him. Found him on the Damascus Road when he was going 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction. As he was persecuting Christians, Christ found him. So I think what Paul is saying is that he's straining away from his past, all of the horribleness of that, all of his delusion and all of his mistakes and his sin and the loss that all of that was so that he strains toward the arms of Christ who waits for him even as he waits for you. So we strain forward to Christ. We strain forward to his promise. We strain forward from our past into the wonder of his promises. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.